0: Welcome everyone to the Businesses Discord. I'm your host Rosa, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Simran Soy, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hey guys, so my name is Simran, as Rosa said, and I am the president of OBS and right now uh, he just wants to interview me so that you all can know a bit more about me and why OBS is OBS Brampton.
0: Yeah, so today in today's episode, of course, in today's episode, we're going to be talking a lot about how OBS came to be, what it really is. We're going to be talking about the various initiatives Simran's taken over in terms of business during her life. We're going to also get some personal details just to humanize Simran a bit more because I know some of you are aware of who she is across campus, but have probably not spent much time with her and gotten to know Simran Soy the person as I've had the displeasure of doing. (laughs) We're Um, very close friends, so I can make that joke. Let's get started then, right? So obviously, there is a giant elephant in the room. We're not in a conference room today recording this podcast. We're both at home recording this remotely. So I'd like to get to know a little bit about how the current pandemic has affected your life.
1: Well, to be honest, this is the first summer I have a break from school in like three years or maybe four, even because I am an international student. And uh, in India, I used to even do ACCA, it's a chartered accountancy, but globally. So I was so busy doing that. And finally, I thought, you know, this would be my first summer. You know, I could go to beaches, I could, you know, explore. I love traveling. So, you know, I would just travel to places. friends but as you all know in the pandemic there's something called a social distancing and everything is like you know closed down so that did affect me but on the other hand you know it's kind of helped me focus on other things in my life like made me feel like you know what okay since I don't have that time let me focus on something else so I am actually trying on new recipes I think I have the whole Starbucks menu down I can make frappuccinos <laughs> shake you name it I have done it so starbucks watch out
0: we're not going to buy it anymore eh
1: (laughs) maybe who knows
0: I mean, I I agree that, you know, I myself was also looking forward to a co-op this summer, hopefully trying to get a co-op done and traveling a bit. And yeah, I can relate a lot with just saying, I really wanted to travel. And now I'm stuck at home all day doing work for OBS or for the internship I'm doing. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure you love it too. But like, (laughs) let's be honest, we all wanted to go for a swim this summer.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I know the feeling. But you know what? This COVID-19 has sort of so many different things. And I feel that because of this pandemic, we've actually learned a lot of things about different people. Like, there are so many people. Like, one of our internship is Maisha. They're helping this NPO who's actually trying to help homeless shelters, food banks by, like, you know, giving masks, gloves, essential items. You know, and it's it's been an honestly an honor actually helping Maisha and all, there are like nine of us on a team. And we actually love helping out. And it's, it's a lot of fun. We've learned a lot about, you know, helping people, giving back.
0: Yeah, and it's also, you know, a different perspective for both of us since we're both on the teams helping Maisha, right? We've never worked with nonprofits before. As far as I'm aware, I know I haven't. I'm not sure about you.
1: No, I have not worked in any NPO yet. I actually did help out for a day, but not actually like a month or so. But so this is my first experience. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's giving you a new perspective on everything. And I think really one thing with the current coronavirus pandemic is seeing the amazing humanitarian efforts just honestly all around the country, all around the world even. I read a news story recently. It was two Singh doctors who shaved their beards off just to service patients better. And to me, that was so moving, right? That that really got me right in the heart. And I, I think this pandemic, as horrible as it's been, as devastating as, as it's been on human life, on the standards of our lives, just day to day, I think it's also helped show some of the best in the people all around us.
1: I, I completely agree. I And I also feel that it, this pandemic has made us better human beings, because we actually are thinking about other people first, than you know, just talking about us and you know it's it's actually I think after COVID-19 gets over our perspective towards life itself and other people and also other species animals I think everything is going to change and I think it's going to be for the better.
0: I really hope that's true I, I do agree I believe a lot of people come out of this with a new outlook on human life and I really hope that sticks with him because to me personally there's no greater gift on this earth than the life of humanity itself and you know for years before we've seen people people absolutely not value that at all, not value their interactions with friends. And, you know, I'm going to personally say this myself. Like, I did not value all the time I had with my friends as much before this, and as much time as I had to travel, as much time as I had to just go to restaurants, you know, sit down in Starbucks, have a coffee. All these little things, I think, even for me, who I feel feel like personally, I really focus on trying to stay grounded in the small things. I think this pandemic has just how many more small things there are that you just never think of like you never think of these things and like now you're just missing them so much
1: oh yeah definitely honestly I miss so many small things I mostly miss hugging all of my friends and my extended family (laughs) oh my god I love hugs right now and I just miss it so much you know and meeting all my friends and you know Obviously, I do meet my friends virtually, but you know, it's not the same experience. And I'm so sure after this pandemic is over and I hope everything gets over quite soon and we're all good. And I I just can't wait to hug everyone I love. (laughs)
0: yeah and you know speaking of just like hugging and your family right I want to get a better grasp of just your background right so like I personally know some details but our dear listeners don't so I want to ask you you know where are you from where did you grow up you know what was it like growing up there
1: so I'm as I said I'm an international student I'm from Mumbai India and I actually grew Mm -hmm. up I had a very different life compared to most Mumbai students I guess Uh, because when I was very, very young I started playing lawn tennis and I played that professionally for about eight years. I did a little bit basketball. I also played athletics in school. So I was like mostly the sporty kind of girl, not the typical girl, you know, uh, that, you know, loves going out and dressing up. I'm more like a tomboy kind of thing. I would kind of categorize myself like that. I guess that's Mm -hmm. mainly what I did in Mumbai. And I also love traveling, trying out new sports. I actually love eating that's one of the reasons actually eating is the reason why I became good in business believe it or not <laughs> I used to go to cafes with my friend and try out new cafes and I have start talking to the owners I'm like why don't you reduce the price because during this time so you can increase your revenue but if you sell more of them and I have start talking to them and after a point of time I realized wait a minute I went there to eat but I also came out giving them a piece of my knowledge and learning from them so I think my love for food helped me not only my stomach but also in my business world so that's pretty exciting
0: so actually you know I'm really curious then so where do you think that like original amount of knowledge you learned came from did it come from your schooling did it come from your family did it come from you know maybe you opened up the internet you started learning about business on your own what happened
1: I think it was a bit of both. Uh, I think most the person I would give all credit to, or most of my credit to, is my family. My dad is a businessman himself; he who owns his own business. He has several factories, and my mom is right now a French tutor. But initially, uh, when I was like very very young, she used to be a graphic designer, and she used to uh, design greeting cards and wedding cards. They were very very innovative, and I've never seen cards like that. And she used to sell them. As as well so I guess I growing up in a business family it just kind of made me feel like oh my god you know I love thinking out of the box I I love you know breaking the market creating creative destruction I haven't done that yet so watch out <laughs> right
0: <laughs> watch out I mean it business does have this different thought process behind it that some other subjects wouldn't now I personally have studied a lot of other subjects and business to me was the one that was the dearest as well and it's like there's a difference thought process behind it. You get to take a giant problem break it down into little problems find the solution to each problem make it all go together it's magical the way it works
1: i I completely agree i couldn't agree less like honestly i love the concept that every solution like every problem has different solutions right you cannot solve one way Mm -hmm. in one method right you have like countless methods you have countless thought processes sometimes you can even think of a solution that no one would ever ever think of right because you are trying to like think out of the box you just you want to like create your own twist in it and I that's what actually marvels me about business and that's actually one of the reasons why I'm specializing in accounting in my you know in Algoma is because I believe that accounting can actually help me strategize on the cost and the benefits of that so I feel like business has got so many aspects anyone in like any stream even doctors lawyers if they actually want to do business they can actually use their expertise whatever they learn from that and apply it to this
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's it's something that you can build on constantly. And you know, speaking of putting a twist on things that comes from the creative thinking behind business, you put a twist on student clubs slash student societies over the last year by being the founder of the club known as OBS. How did that uh, idea even come into effect
1: so um, initially when I started I joined uh, Algoma I was like I'm a tutor of uh, I think I was a tutor of five courses before I started OBS and I started becoming a TA so one of my professors wanted me to be his TA and I love that concept of helping people teaching people I just love teaching people and it's not because I love giving knowledge to people because I feel that while I'm teaching people I gain more knowledge so and then <laughs> later I was like you know what I want to do something different and then I'm like wait a minute there are not many clubs in the Brampton campus I'm like that's not fair I want to like do something crazy I don't want to like you know just study come to college and leave right so I was like why not start a club and I'm like what do I love the most and I'm like hmm, I do love business why not like you know improve on business and since Algoma University the Brampton campus is mostly business students I said that will be the perfect opportunity so I guess that's how it's started and initially we were named something else <laughs> we were named ABC however uh, mm-hmm, we decided yeah. that I saw that there was an OBS in main campus and I was like why don't we have a franchisee because I would really love Timmins the third campus of uh, Algoma University to also have a business society if they choose to so I made an appeal to the board to Kathy, who's an amazing person and Asma who's the mm-hmm. president of Algoma and they love the idea and they actually helped me, and along with uh, school BE, they helped me, you know, build this plan up to have franchisee of all. That's how, you know, Ops came to, into being.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that, that it makes sense. And, you know, you took some creativity from around your environment, and then you really grew it with your own twist on things. And I think that's admirable. And I really, really respect that, right? I, I really am interested in knowing what ABC stands for.
1: <laughs> it was Algoma Business Center. <laughs> as you can see I, Why so I have no clue. Like I wasn't sure before that, and I was like, you know well, let's just start with mm-hmm. ABC if I want to change something I could. And within I think three weeks, I changed it to Os because I'm like, okay, that kind of sounds better.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, this it's as easy as ABC. It doesn't mean neighbor club that.
1: <laughs> so that um, needed more creativity, right. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad you did change the name, because it would have been really interesting to hear, oh yeah, this is an ABC event. Oh my God,
1: that would have been hilarious.
0: I mean, so in the name, right, AUBS, Algoma University Business Society. Now, business is a big part of everything you guys try to achieve, but... What about the student life aspect of it? So, like, why do you engage in so many student life events when you're a business club?
1: That's a good question, actually. Many people have asked me that. And initially, when I had the first recruitment event for OBS uh, Business Club, many people, you know, just came up to me and I was like, you know, it's like, let's, okay, let's play a game. And then one of them just started playing karaoke and everybody just loved it and i saw it with my own two eyes that people just made friends with it and then i realized we don't have a lot of social events then a group of people just came up to me they're like oh my god you have a band i want to be part of it and i was like i don't but if you want for y'all just so that y'all could have fun and y'all could have a student you know student events i'm like okay why not i have a band so that's why obs has its own band called folk fusions so yeah they're pretty fun and i also believe that you know why always work right you need you need to have some fun you know let some steam out and enjoy that's mainly why we have student events
0: we have student events so other people can have fun while we still work (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you know speaking of working right you you really had to work to build the club to what it is today and to what it will be tomorrow and for several months going on like we don't know how long this club will go we can only hope it goes on for years and years to come what was like some of the work you had to do to properly get obs where it is today as well as who really helps you with it because you know both you and i know that it's great having the idea and it's harder to execute it and you know when there's people who can help you execute an idea, it just makes everything so much easier. Oh, I
1: completely agree with that. So initially when I started Ops, you know, there was a lot of how do I say disagreements with other people because they weren't sure if they wanted Ops to Ops Brampton to be a franchisee because, you know, they weren't sure they only wanted one ops. They wanted me to try some other thing. And I was very, very adamant and I think they were there's a part of me that's, you know, so dedicated. And I'm very strong-headed when I want something. And that's that's a curse mm-hmm. and a blessing. <laughs> but <laughs> it was a blessing for, I guess, me and many of my members like you. And I guess I was just so strong-headed. And I, I went to Kathy and I went to Asma. And I told her, she had this great idea. And I would really like your help to execute it. And then Sharuk is the, I think, he, uh, Iman, and Jeremy are from school BE of Alguma University and in Brampton campus and they are the reason actually OBS is where it is and I I cannot thank them enough like every single time Sharuk or Iman or Jeremy like just help me with anything I cannot explain how you know how thankful I am to them otherwise OBS would not be where it is and of course without the dedication of my members as well.
0: I mean, yeah, I agree 100%, especially with the part about the actual school faculty or I guess staff. Sharuk, Jeremy, and Iman have been immense for me, not only as a member of OBS, but I'd have to say as a student and as a person. I know for a fact I can always talk to either one of those. You know, I I have a question about this. I have a question about that as a student. I could even be like, do you have any life advice? Right? Like, Sharuk will say, take things easy, have fun. Jeremy will say the same thing. Iman will be like, focus on your study right they all have unique personalities as well that you know really help you build these different perspectives well i mean you know just talking about sharuk i want to ask how important a figure has he been for OBS?
1: Sharuk oh my god like without him i i would have never even tried or wanted to start or like he has not only helped me like build us but he's helped me academically he's helped me personally as well like all the whole stuff like imagine me as well like if you ever any student has ever had any personal problems or you could just go to them and i felt they made a safe environment for all students and i'm sure you could agree as well that they built this like very safe environment for all our students and i felt like i was free enough and i felt comfortable enough to ask for help and sharuk is not only uh just a person who helped obs to be where it is he's also he also owns a company called ad ridge consultancy and he is one of our newest sponsors and i couldn't be more happier because he has been the biggest support obs has ever had and he keeps you know like you know making me feel like he just makes obs's day by like okay you know what i will help you i will help you in this i'll help you in that so yeah he he's amazing
0: mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, Shirook is one of those people who's just brilliant in every capacity. And, you know, I I thank, honestly, every day I see him, every day I don't see him. I'm just happy to have him as a part of my life. And he's one of those people I think you can genuinely trust. But I want to ask specifically what your process is in deciding who can you trust, who can't you trust?
1: Hmm, That's a very good question. I guess it's just experience and gut feeling. Like, I, I just mm-hmm. feel it's just that, like, for example, I have trusted some people. I'm sure everyone in their life have met people who they have thought that, oh, I'm going to trust this person with my life. And then at the moment where you actually need them, they don't execute it. But then again, in business one one, you always learn you have to have backup plans. So... <laughs> Yeah, so that's exactly what helped me. So whenever there was a person who, you know, promised that, you know, they're going to be there, gave me the vote and they didn't, I made sure, even though I trusted, I trusted them, I always had a backup plan just in case. And there were many occasions mm-hmm. in where I had to use the backup plan. And I'm not happy that I had to, but at least, you know, the work was done and it was executed very well.
0: And I, I I can definitely agree with that. It's, you know, you learn a lot from experience and I think, you know, the you're bound to make mistakes, but it's fine if you do. It'll just sharpen your gut feelings even more when you're going forward with who can you trust, who can you assume they'll do their work, who can you not. You It really helps you learn more about people, right? Yes,
1: I, I completely agree.
0: Well, you know... I want to talk a bit more about you, and we'll get back to OBS in just a bit, right? I want to, so, you know, there's some very obvious things about you as a person, and two of them are that A, you're Indian slash brown, and B, that you're yes. a woman. And now I personally have experienced a lot of racism throughout my mm-hmm. life, and I'd like to know how you know have you had any experiences with racism in Canada specifically and if so how did you deal with them because i know it can be really challenging for a lot of new international students to deal with racism i
1: completely agree actually uh, i've had one experience that kind of shocked me to be honest and I am happy to say that I kind of rose above it. Um, let me explain to what exactly happened. So I was actually part of a new club that had started, not an Algoma University outside of Algoma because I just wanted to get the experience on my resume. And I was like, you know, why not? I'll just learn other people's perspective because I am always, you know, hungry to learn. I just love learning. right? So I joined the club. And for some reason, I never ever said that I was an international student and I could not understand why. not right and then one day uh i think a week after like i was in the club and everything and you know we had to keep you know introducing ourselves again because of new members and i introduced myself i'm like you know what i'm an entire student i'm proud to be one because you know i've come all the way from a different country i've worked my i've worked hard and (laughs) And I was like, you know what, I I deserve to be over here, like I haven't done anything in where I should, you know, feel less of myself. And I, I introduced myself. I was like, hey, my name is Simran, I'm an international student. And at that very moment when those words came out of my mouth, people just like kept quiet and, you know, the vibes just made me feel like oh you are and they like looked at me differently that just made me feel lesser of myself and while i was just sitting on, on my chair and i was like you know what no that that's alright because i'm like i've worked so hard since i've come over here and i'm a tutor i'm a ta and then I almost like 10 minutes near the end, they were like, okay, if you could wait, then we have a special guest coming. And I, I just didn't want to be in a club or a group in where they wouldn't actually, you know, they would like not judge a person or they would like actually want to have a conversation with a real person and not judge me by by my cover because I'm brown or I'm an international student. So I got up and I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, but I cannot wait any longer. My students are waiting. I'm a tutor for my university. And then the point of view towards me changed. And they're like, oh, my God, you are a tutor. And I'm like, yes, exactly. And I'm also a TA. So I'm honestly, I do not have time for uh, for this meeting. I apologize. Uh, and have a good day. Right. And I left feeling better about myself because I realized that at that very moment that I have to be proud of who I am, regardless of if I'm an international student or a domestic one, like people should treat me for who I am, not judge me for what they don't know about me.
0: Yeah, it's like you're more than just a couple of words on paper. You're more than international student, those two words. You're more than anything that any piece of paper can really define you exactly. as.
1: And that I kind of was a turning point for me, About I felt like, no, domestic students or anybody should, like, perceive international students for who they are not actually because the international students like don't have a stereotype
0: yeah and you know I I think international students do have it just slightly more difficult because you know when a domestic student goes to a university within let's say you know Brampton or within Toronto you still have all your high school friends you still have your family near you you still have everyone really close to you And, uh, but like, if you're coming from India, for example, right, that's two whole continents away, let alone a train ride. So no, I could definitely agree. And I think I want to know more specifically about like, uh, have you, because you're essentially a woman in power, right? You're the president of OBS and you're a tutor, you're a TA, you do many other things on the side, right? How do you think being a woman's played out in every dynamic of your life.
1: Um to be honest, I don't like people to label each other like oh because you've had a like a you know, worst experience because you're a woman. And I believe that if a person has a problem that I'm a woman, I just do not even want to like talk to them or even deal with them. So I've had some experiences even in India itself. And I just I just I'm like, you know what, that person is not worth my time. I'm not gonna even, you know, try, like, you know, make my case because they don't deserve my time. So I just walk away. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to interact because I feel like I would rather spend my time doing something that I love rather than spending time on people who don't respect women or me.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think that, you know, difference there and saying, okay, I'm just going to walk away has made things harder for you than they really had to be?
1: Not really, because I believe that, you know, if some people are open to the idea of having a conversation with me and a discussion, yes, I would actually love to have a conversation with them and and make them understand my perspective and my point of view to stuff. But I have had so many instances in where people are so close minded and they believe that, no this this is the way of thinking right and at that moment i know for a fact that no matter how much i try it's not going to make a difference so why do i have to waste my time why do i have to like you know increase my blood pressure on someone who is (laughs) now just not going to get it because they don't respect other people's opinion so i prefer to walk away on people like that
0: yeah and i i mean you are walking away from those people so you're essentially going to lose like for example if you were just a man right? You would have made that contact. You would have maybe gotten another sponsor for the club. Maybe you would have gotten another internship for students across the campus, right? You still would have had been able to make a connection that you can't make because, and I 100% completely respect saying, I'm walking away. I'm much better than stooping down to your level where I have to prove myself to you. I don't have to prove myself to anyone. 100% I'm behind that. And like, do you, but My question really is, do you think just being able to have made more connections would have been easier if you weren't being talked down to because you were a woman?
1: Honestly, I believe I'd rather have it be a woman and have people talk down to me so I can walk away and show them that they made a mistake for not choosing me, not having the conversation with me, not partnering up with me. Because at the end of the day, I don't see it as my loss. I see it as theirs.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, that's 100%, honestly, the best attitude. I, I hope that's in, just as inspiring to some of our listeners as it was to me, because that's just amazing. I honestly can't say how happy I am to hear that, right? Because it, it is, it's a difficult world for a lot of people, and it's a lot more difficult when you're any form of a minority, let alone when you're multiple forms of a minority. I, I completely agree. So, you know, I, I want to continue on just a little bit more, but we're going to start transitioning back to business, sure. right? Do you think being in business, being the founder and the main drive behind the club, doing so much entrepreneurship has kind of stopped you growing personally and more you've grown professionally because of it? Honestly,
1: I believe that as I started uh, OBS and I have done so much work for OBS, I actually do believe that I have grown so much personally as well. uh, Because, like professionally speaking, whenever a person would turn me down, right? I every single time a person would turn me down, it would like put a spark in me and I'm like nope I'm going to show that person they're going to see my worth they're not going to see my worth because I'm a woman or I'm a trans student or I'm brown right they're going to see how amazing I can be and how much they uh, you know lost Mm-hmm. I use that same concept in my personal life as well so I'm sure that there have been many people that are labeled as toxic people right and there have mm-hmm. been obviously many people in my life as well and the more I am in my business world and I learn my the value my own self worth I put that in my personal life as well and I'm so happy to say that all my friends are super supportive and you know I have actually removed so many toxic people out of my life and business has actually helped me achieve that and much faster and it's made me help make much more better decisions. And I'll be honest with you, initially before the business club, I could never speak to crowds. I could never like walk up to strangers. But I think because I had that passion, the drive for business club, I just went on because I love I love OBS, Brampton, and I would do anything for it. And I guess that helped me speak to strangers and unintentionally just helped my personal life and where right now I can just go to any stranger and talk about any topic that I want. But it would be if I just got the practice because I was an ops president.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it was, being, you still <laughs> are. Still,
1: right? for 11 months.
0: <laughs> 11 yes. months. So is 11 months how long till you graduate Al GOMA?
1: I think it's April, mid-April, or yeah, the last part of April.
0: Mm-hmm. So just 2021 yes. then. That's the graduation year, eh? Are you looking forward to graduating?
1: oh uh, yes and no.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> why the um, no? <laughs>
1: No, it's because i know i'm gonna have to leave obs brampton i'm always gonna be an alumni and Mm -hmm. yes because i can't wait you know to see what's gonna happen in my future because it's all unknown even though like we have this path each one of us have this path that we want to go on we still can never say what's going to happen a year from now right and that you know that unknown factor excites me because I'm like, who knows, I could have built an empire by that time, you know, and we could have become famous, <laughs> or, you know, I could I could be a better person by that time, I could have traveled, I could have, like, just, just changed, you know, in one year, you may never know. So, I guess the yes is the unknown that I, I'm so excited for, like, my career, or my personal life, and... Not that excited is because, like, after leave-ups, my friends that I go to university with, meeting with Sharuk, Iman, Jeremy, you know, the connections I've made, you know, even though I'm going to meet y'all, it's still not going to be the same, you know, and I think after a part of time, I will miss that a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's definitely understandable. You know, I myself, when I think about graduating, I'm like, I really hope I get to spend as much time with my friends as I get to now on campus every, you know, week. And yeah, it's really something that, you know, it's going to be a huge unknown. You know, OBS is such a big part of your professional and personal life right now. But, you know, just because it's such a huge part of your life, I want to know, who in your mind are you going to trust with it? Because, you know, you can't be president forever. You're not Queen Elizabeth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm always going to be a founder. And, you know, if, you cannot ask me who I feel would be the next president because after me checking with my VPs, we have this procedure and elections and all. So it's not depending on me, but I believe the mm-hmm. next person who's going to be a pre- is going to be the next president for us. And is going to be a person who understands its members, who, who understands the mission of helping students get internships, you know, meet future employers and, you know, actually build a connection. In, in their personal life too, because OBS is a family. Like we we love spending time together. We have made such deeper connections being together in OBS, I feel than any other place. Mm-hmm. And I feel the next president will know that and they would do anything for people to go personally in their own career as well as in OBS. So I'm confident that whoever's the next president will be able to carry on my torch and make OBS way better than <laughs> it already is. I'm confident.
0: Well, you mentioned, you know you're trying to deliver student internships and before i expand more on that i love the answer because it was so political (laughs) it's so just like oh i'm not picking any favorites i love all my children
1: (laughs) i do love all my members
0: yeah of course well you know now on to the actual question you mentioned internships earlier i want to ask are there any ongoing internships that obs is a part of oh
1: yes actually we are right now during this pandemic as i mentioned we are helping an npo called maisha and we actually are helping homeless shelters to give them masks and these new mask ties to help them because as you know, wearing a mask will be very tiresome and stressful on your ears. So, you know, yeah. we're just trying to like deliver everyone, you know, mask, gloves, especially like nursing homes and all. So we're just trying to help the community grow in that sense. So that's one of our internships. Our second internship is a very fascinating one, actually, a very interesting one. We yeah. are. We are actually interns in a consultancy firm called AD Rich Consultancy, and we are supporting Mm -hmm. Byron Phillips. He's an MMA fighter and he is stronger than ever. And you know, he's just waiting waiting for this pandemic to get over so he can start fighting and you know, win as many matches and become a world champion. So, yeah, excited about that. Okay.
0: I mean, if he's going for gold, it'll be really interesting to see how everything goes. Is Vyron Phillips the person who helped with the Friday kickboxing session just earlier this month? Yes,
1: that was him. And he is actually pretty good. I was there on the kickboxing uh session I was trying to keep up and I could not (laughs) I was exhausted the entire day. Exactly. And I'm I'm so happy that, you know, we have interns helping him on that and, you know, just trying to give him the fame and the, you know, Uh, social media presence that he deserves.
0: Yeah and I think that's honestly it's a pretty wide range of what the internships are that are going on right now. I'm sure you're always working to try to improve what the internships are that are going on. Before we delve maybe not as much into OBS but more into what you plan to do and more things about you in the future i want to run some quick fire questions just to you know build more on who sure, you are away. right all right favorite genres of music
1: pop classical slow
0: is slow no, a genre it's of music yeah just
1: classical and pop but i <laughs> like slow music sometimes because it's just like peaceful in background had to so <laughs> mention that
0: all right so balladic okay favorite dessert
1: chocolate brownie heated up with vanilla ice cream chocolate drizzle on it and then hot chocolate cookie just to top it up which is chunky chocolate
0: oh boy that's insanely sugary but it sounds really sweet i i honestly would love to get my hands on some (laughs) of
1: that i will get you some don't (laughs)
0: <laughs> earlier you've mentioned a lot about traveling you said you love it so what are the three places you just want to go to no matter what
1: i think malaysia um china or japan i think japan i want to go mm-hmm. and swiss
0: S- switzerland that's right is switzerland because of swiss chocolate or because of like <laughs> nature actually
1: it was the nature but now you're kind of changing my mind <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's fair enough well another just quick uh fire question what is your favorite hobby
1: favorite hobby netflix playing tennis and talking to friends for okay. hours <laughs> because that is an hobby
0: <laughs> i can attest to that one i can attest to that one <laughs> well i want to ask our signature question sure. right I'm not sure if you've listened to the other podcast episodes yet or not, but if you have, then you'll already know. But for those of the new listeners here and for those old who just love hearing the question for some reason, you know, what is that one mistake you wish you... Not necessarily that you wish you could go and change because you learn so much from it, but that you wish you could stop other people from experiencing. Because right now, you have a platform. There's a lot of people listening to this. And, you know, maybe they can learn from the mistake you made without having to make that mistake themselves.
1: That's a very good question. And... I actually personally believe that when you actually want to do something and you want to be creative or you, you have an amazing idea that you feel like people is, are going to shoot it down, don't stop yourself. You go ahead with it and, you know, you build your career up and if people are not supporting you, you just be like, okay, I'll show you. Like You know, you're going to show them your worth and your idea was fantastic and keep learning from your mistakes. That's i think the two most important things that i've learned
0: yeah so essentially saying you know don't hold yourself back right because other people are always going to try to do it so don't do it for them
1: exactly that's the number one thing i would say
0: Mm -hmm. and number two if you wanted to just quickly (laughs) summarize it
1: it's just that, you know, enjoy what you're doing. Whatever you're doing, don't always think like, oh, maybe, you know, this is going to get me more money or more career or more connections Oh this, this career if I take, people are going to be happy with. No, it's you. It's your life. You live with yourself every single second of every single day. You have to make yourself happy. So mm-hmm. whichever career you choose, make sure it's the one you love.
0: Oh, yeah. I I honestly personally could not agree more with that. That's something I struggled a lot with when I was finishing high school. Because, you know, obviously, my parents wanted me to be a doctor or an engineer. And I was like, mm, but I want to go into business. And that was a difficult decision to make. It was really difficult choosing what I wanted to do rather than what other people wanted me to do or what would make me the most money. And, you know, I think maybe you might disagree with this. I'm not sure. But I, I could never choose money over my happiness. No,
1: I can never choose that. It's if even, Actually, my friend just asked me this question, I think a week ago. She asked me, Simran, if you have a choice to, like, own, I don't know, $100 in an hour or spend a time or a day with your friend who you've never ever met in like months or years and it's a one-time offer, who would you choose? I'd be like, money will come and go, but friendship, that happiness that you get in the moment, the memories that you make, you can never get that back.
0: Oh yeah, one 100 and like billion percent.
1: <laughs> you're, losing you're losing numbers, aren't you?
0: <laughs> We're breaking mathematical formulas today. Well, you know, I'm glad uh, that, you know, you're having such a strong you know moral compass and saying yeah it's friendship that's really important what would you say to people who'd say you know what i would have taken the hundreds of dollars a day because i could have just taken that money and then flown to go see them
1: well if your purpose is to spend time with them i guess that's fine but i guess the choice was between earning that money or spending time with their friend right so it was either mm-hmm. either or, or. that's right. that's what i mean like i've had so many people in where they have told me oh simran you know what i'm gonna own this money but i was like "Won't you supposed to like you know spend that time with your friend because she's flying out the next day and they're like you know what no it's okay they will understand because they're my friends but i want to own that money but i'm like over time you can do that any other time you, you can't keep doing overtime right but you know, I just I just wish that people understood that, you know, you have to understand and respect your friend's time rather than always mm-hmm. thinking about money. And OK, yeah, you can be happy with money, but that happiness that you you get by making memories with your friends, even if you don't spend that much of money, you can make better memories with friends, you know, in that moment than you keep dreaming of.
0: yeah that's you know that's really articulate i agree 100 percent again i've said that like five times already but it's because you keep saying things that are like i'm like yeah completely every part of me agrees with that there's nothing in that that i disagree with (laughs) you know so we booked you for an hour and it's winding down so i want to ask you some light questions just to end it and then i'm going to give you a couple of minutes just to say whatever you want to the fantastic people listening to the podcast right now sure all right so i want to ask what's some i struggled sometimes with this and it's being productive constantly day-to-day right what keeps you focused and productive in a day-to-day scenario
1: as i think i mentioned earlier if you do something you love you you just automatically do it like you cannot stop doing it like sometimes i i I literally start doing OB's work while I'm still on the bed. I'm reading my messages. I'm texting people. <laughs> okay, this is gonna get done at this time. And and then throughout the whole day, I'm just doing OB's work and my other work that I love doing as well, like studying a course that I'm doing. And it just, I just love, you know, doing OB's work. And you know, if you're actually doing something you're passionate about, you wouldn't even think about, oh, you know, I'm I'm walking all day. Oh my god, this is so annoying because it fuels you, you know it makes you so happy inside that you're never going to feel like, you know, oh, maybe it it just worked today. It's so boring, you know? So I guess the Mm -hmm. key to being productive is doing something you love.
0: And what about staying focused on the things you have to do that you don't love? So like me personally, right? I might take a course or two that I have to do because it's part of the degree, but oh my God, (laughs) is it boring?
1: (laughs) I think we've all had those courses, but I think, you know, you have to look at it a different perspective like for example if you have a course that's completely so easy and you're like oh my god can it get any more like you know easier can it get any more boring you know if you look at it at at a different perspective you're like okay hold up I know it's easy but how about if I look think of different scenarios of it like for example I'm not sure which course Mm -hmm. do you feel is easy to you
0: Uh, I'd say for me Canadian business was a really easy course that's why I TA it now
1: okay so for example Canadian business right so you can be like okay how do I make it a bit more challenging for myself so you'd be like let me make a business plan for Canadian business and how I'm gonna like help that business grow and even though it's not in your course you can bring it up to your professor you can understand their perspective to it so you try to learn even from the easiest easiest course like for me it was ethics for me Ethics just came so easy to me. However, we had yeah. this um, case that we had to do our research on, and it was just two pages worth. However, I went on the internet. I even got documents from the court that were given, that were written in the in court and the whole case. And I made a different case and I presented it to my professor. I'm like, the content that was given in the textbook was too little and was not covering the entire story. So, you, yeah, this is the real material that you all have to refer to. Even even though. <laughs> Ethics is very, very simple to me. I made it tougher for myself because I wanted to learn. So I guess the best, best solution or the best advice I would give people is just be eager to learn so much that even if it's a simple subject, make it tougher. In a sense, like challenge yourself and give yourself a scenario. Okay, what if this happens? And you create something.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a really interesting way to look at it. For me personally, when I get bored at a course, I try to say, okay, who can I help with? Because I find it easier or boring. And so I spend a lot of time with friends. And because of that, I actually have fun (laughs) doing the course. Otherwise, I I feel like I would probably just end up slamming my head (laughs) against the wall like non yeah, that's
1: that's a, a great way to do it too like i don't for me according to me all my friends loved ethics all my friends found ethics so easy <laughs> but ethics is important in life and i used to have so many debates with my friends about you know some cases and it was just fun like
0: you know, abortion
1: <laughs> so it was just it's just fun Fine, you know, understanding people's perspective. Even though sometimes they could give you that pressure <laughs> during the conversation <laughs> or the discussion, it could get heated. But you know, you you just yeah. understand a person's perspective, and if you actually believe in a perspective so much, you sit and talk to that person and have a not a heated discussion, like just a normal discussion, and you know, try to understand their point of view, but also make them to try to understand your view. And I feel that I learned more in my ethics class by talking to my class talking to my professor about some things that were out of the textbook right but it was still related mm-hmm. to the topic and that's i feel that's amazing you should do that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can agree 100% having done that myself. Well, you know, we're almost done with time. I'd like to give you a couple of minutes uh, just to say whatever you would like to. Plug whatever you want to. Any work OBS is doing right now, anything you want people to know about, anything you might be doing later, just shoot for it.
1: <laughs> wow, you ain't really put me on this spot here, right? Uh so, I think, as you all know, you all are hearing like, the podcast. This is our newest edition. Uh, we are we have a website, too. It's obsbrampton.biz because we're a business club. And check it out. We always have events. Since during this pandemic, they're going to be virtual events. And, you know, we're just waiting to have a lot of fun. And in fall, I have a very, very interesting surprise. And I'm going to keep the suspense on. But stay tuned. And trust me, you're going to be blown
0: away well i'd like to thank you so much for your time for joining me today i know it was actually victoria's day when both of us were recording this yes it was and so thank you for taking your time off during the holiday and you know what i hope you had a great time with the (laughs) me
1: (laughs) I did have a great time with you and um, yeah, thank you so much for having me and uh, looking forward to how I actually sound (laughs) when it releases, you know, (laughs) and yeah, that's pretty much it. And if anyone wants any help or any doubts of questions for Orbs, just uh, email us or visit our website, you know, orbsblamton.biz and yeah. Keep in touch, guys.
0: And I'd like to now end it by thanking everyone who has stuck through the entire recording of this. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a great time. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can leave us an email at obspod at gmail.com. at gmail.com. So th- thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great night. Stay safe and happy Ramadan for anyone who's still celebrating it. Bye. <laughs>